This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, the radio flagship home of the Cowboys. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan. And he is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And Brian, something really good came out of our last show. What was that, Robert? I noticed the Merry Christmas sign in my living room. and Oh, it's no longer there. It's not there anymore. It's been replaced. So, uh, you know, silver linings, Brian. Uh, We've got this this pretty big game coming up here for the Cowboys against the 49ers on Sunday. And it's funny, Brian. I don't know if you feel this way. So many of the people, even the longest tenured employees at the Cowboys in general, are, are people who got here a few years after the last Super Bowl. So there are so many people here who have never seen an NFC title game. There, there are so many people here who got their first road playoff victory uh, this past weekend. Um, but Christy Scales is one. She had never seen a road playoff victory. Uh, there were people in PR who have been here for forever. Uh, Chris Beam, your, your, uh, your buddy at DallasCowboys.com, which is the, the video stuff. Um, so a lot of people who had never experienced this, Nick Eatman, a bunch of different folks, it feels like the, the general sense I get, and I don't know if you agree with this, right? It almost feels like there's an inability to even concede, even if you think Dallas can win, there's an inability to even concede the season continuing after this weekend. Like that just seems like a, like a dream. That seems like something that's, that's not even real. Like it feels like for people who have covered this team for a long time or been around this team that, man, they've got a legitimate shot to go on and you can't even put yourself in that headspace yet. It's like saying, you know, well, what do you think, uh, like, like, what do you think Atlantis is like? Like, I don't know. That sounds like a made up place to me. That doesn't even sound real. So I don't know if you feel that way, Brian. Is that the sense you've gotten uh, this week just from listeners and stuff on, on your own show that it just, it feels even people who think they're going to win, it doesn't even feel like anything they can connect to as a reality. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, it's a really in-depth question and thought that you just gave uh, because it, it was just amazing to me And as we got ready for the Tampa game and they kept saying that Tom Brady has just as many playoff wins as the Dallas Cowboys. And you're thinking Cowboys been around, what, 62, 63 years. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's been in the league, what, 21, 22 years? I mean – and you're just thinking of like, God, has it been that long since you know this team's had any type of playoff success? So, but I think this year you can allow yourself to dream a little bit. You know, when when you don't have uh, you know, when you don't have an Aaron Rodgers in this tournament anymore, or you know, really never he didn't get in, 
but now you don't have Tom Brady anymore. You really, you know, you're going to, you're going to have to, you're going to have to beat Brock Purdy and either uh, Jalen Hurts, who's playing very well, or Daniel Jones to get to the Super Bowl. You know, yeah. and, that's, and that's why I think that people are, I think they're enthusiastic. I mean, the win against Brady, I think it it removed a lot of demons. I, I asked Stephen Jones this question today uh, on Friday. We're taping this, and we have Stephen on our show every Friday afternoon. And I asked him, I saw you hug your dad like a big-time embrace at the end of that game. And I go, was that just the emotion of the moment? And he answered the question. He goes, listen, Jerry's been very – very upfront about this. You know, he doesn't know how many more of these he, he has. And for you to go on the road and, and, you know, since for 30 years, you know, Jerry was, Jerry was in his fifties last time they got a, a victory uh, on the road. And now he's, in, you know, he's in his eighties and that just, yeah. it shows you how difficult this could be uh, these playoff games. And, you know, Steven said it, it meant a lot to him to win. It meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to the organization. And I just feel like this fan base, you know, they've we've all had our hearts ripped out before. I mean, we've all had our hearts ripped out with playoff losses and stuff. San Francisco is an excellent team. They are an excellent team. And this is going to be as tough of a game. You know, we, we've seen, like, We've seen games before where sometimes the divisional matchup is more difficult than what the championship matchup. And I don't mean with respect to Philadelphia or the Giants. I mean, it would, I'd love to see the Giants win. I would love to see the Giants win on Saturday just so the Cowboys know that if they go out there and take care of business and don't turn the ball over and tackle well that they get a shot to host the Giants in the NFC Championship game. You know, that that's what's ahead of everybody right now, you know? So it's 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 one of those things where you get emotional thinking about being in the playoffs, but even more emotional when you win these games because it does keep that dream alive, you know, that, like I say, the, the last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl was 1995. Our team at Green Bay won it in 96. That seems like so long ago to me right now. I mean, it just seems like forever that we – so I, I can imagine what Cowboy fans feel like right now. And, and you know what? You're allowed to dream a little bit. You're allowed to dream. Go out there and play like you did against Tampa, and you got a good shot of knocking these 49ers off and getting a, a chance at the, uh, the NFC Championship game. Two more uh, just kind of uh, general feel questions for you before we go into the 49ers themselves. First one, uh, you mentioned there that uh, that last Cowboys Super Bowl team uh, beat a Green Bay Packers team that you were part of. Yeah. Uh, Could you ever have envisioned at that time, if somebody would have told you at the end of that game, when I'm sure there was a lot of pain there in your locker room, if somebody told you, hey, Brian, it, you know, 27 years from now, this organization will have not even been back to this championship. I, I would, yeah, I would have never believed it, Bobby. I would have never, ever, ever believed it. And, but 
I felt like when we were in Green Bay the following year, they had a draft. You know, the draft, there was a draft that the Cowboys had such great personnel. And they had a draft that just wasn't really up to snuff. And you kind of felt like, well, maybe things are changing here. Maybe the personnel is changing. You know, uh, I I caught, when I came to Dallas in 99, I caught the tail end of Daryl Johnston, Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin. I, I, I caught the end of that. Though. That, that, was, that was towards the end for those guys. And so that part of it was like, Man, when that when that team when those guys when it hit the wall it hit the wall, you know it, it hit the wall a ton, and uh, but if you'd have told me twenty seven years later, I would have said this organization would have probably had one or two or maybe even three uh, more uh, Super Bowl victories to their credit. And then the uh, the second one we're gonna just selfishly, how 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 cool would it be for you? to get a Giants victory and a Cowboys victory, knowing that, like, next week you could be out there at the Miller Lite Plaza being involved in uh, the, the the execution of the first NFC Championship game day in Dallas since uh, you lost uh, with the Packers in 95. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's tough, man. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's tough to – when you're part of these teams and you fight really all year – and you're like, and you don't make it, or you don't, you know, you don't get there, you know, that it's, that that's, that's a very, very difficult thing that you, you have to deal with. But yeah, I mean, I, I'll just say this with the Cowboys, those games and stuff. I mean, playing Dallas, we, we had San Francisco's number, but we never did have Dallas's number. That was, that was clear. Like I, I'll never, I told the story, I think before, but if you haven't heard it, I just remember we won a game out in, you know, Candlestick and playing a championship game in Dallas. And it was like the the fans, I mean, like Reggie White sitting in his locker thinking about having to play against Eric Williams. Everybody was excited about, you know, getting a chance to play Dallas. And it, you know, and Reggie White's like, man, I have to play Eric Williams. And, you know, that that, that right there was when I saw him down, I'm thinking like, oh, well, it's probably not. Will probably won't be pretty good for us going <laughs> forward. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, this is a uh, this is a, a unique opportunity here for the Cowboys. Uh, I gotta say, it's 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 pretty cool to look at the makeup right now of the NFC. It's a very classic look in these playoffs to have the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles. It, it feels like uh, you know '90s football again early 90s into to middle 90s you're, you're just missing the Packers really uh yeah. being a uh a collection of of the 90s elite so uh with that said the Cowboys head into uh I almost called it candlestick the Cowboys head into Levi's uh this weekend and Brian what is your what what is your big overriding theme you're looking at heading into this game of like hey this needs to happen. The Cowboys need to make this happen. Bobby, there's there's a couple of things. I think this game is going to hinge in two areas. I think it's going to hinge in, number one, how well you're able to block their front. And number two is how well you tackle on defense in this game. 
You know, if if either one of those or both of those are poor, Dallas will lose this football game. There's no question in my mind. If you um, if you don't find a way, and you're not going to be able to control this front the whole entire game, but if it turns into they just kind of have their way with you, uh, then it's going to be a problem. You're, you've got to be able to move the ball. You've got to be able to take advantage of the things that can happen in the, the secondary. You know, teams that have been able to move the ball in the 49ers have found a way to block the front and then, you know, make game, make plays in the passing game. You know, and blocking Bosa and this crew is not going to be easy, but you have to find a way to make it work. And on the second side, the flip side of that is the tackling. You, you know, this is a team that the offense is built on, you know, run after catch. It's built on toughness. It's built on attacking you. It's built on putting you in bad spots. They are going to test how physical you're going to be with Kittle, with Juszczyk, with Debo Samuel, with Brandon Ayuk. They're going to test you with how this offensive line with Trent Williams, you know, they're going to test you. So if you're the Cowboys, you know, the old saying is bring the big boy pants and you better bring the big boy pants when you're uh, playing uh, on uh, on Sunday. Because if you don't, this team will this team will embarrass you with uh, that uh, this running right through you and uh, making it very very difficult on you as well. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you talk about the physicality of the game obviously something that was a, a something they were severely lacking last year in the game against san francisco like an ability to match that uh I, I think they've improved in that area a little bit i still don't think they're you know top of the league in terms of being a a physical blue collar football team so, Brian, as they enter this game, even though they've closed the gap maybe a little bit, who do you think on the defensive side of the ball, like, hey, I need I need a, a tough, physical, you know, strong football game from this guy on the defensive side. If I can get it just from this one guy, knowing that he can approach this game with physicality and toughness, I feel better already about how the defense is going to play. I think it's late Van Der Esch. You know, in these games where teams – are interested in playing power football. Late Vanderish comes up aces. And so with you know this 
49er team went out. They got Christian McCaffrey, who is outstanding at his job. He does so many things well for the 49ers. Uh, you know, the, the stuff that you envisioned him doing when he was with Carolina. But this this coach has figured out things about him and, and unlocked him in a, in a lot of different ways, like much like David Shaw did when he was at Stanford with mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. But yeah. if you ask me, you know, the really easy answer would be, okay, well, it's let's it's got to be Micah Parsons. Well, yeah, you, but you know Micah's going to play well. But Leighton Van Der Esch, to me, is means so much to this Cowboys defense. And how his ability to, it, you know, he's when the, when the hole opens up and he's there, it's a three-yard gain. It's not a, you know, it's not a 18-yard gain or a 20-yard gain. You know, his ability to tackle, be at the point of attack, I, I think will be huge. They, they need him. They need him. They need Donovan Wilson. Uh, they need J. Ron Curse. You know, uh, I was talking to people today. Curse is going to play in this football game. They're going to need those safeties and and Van Der Esch to be be you know American heroes in this game. Yeah, and I think we talked about that. I, I think we referenced that earlier this week that J. Ron Curse is going to play. Like you, the way he's talked about San Francisco, the way he's talked about the team, the the leader that he is on the team he wasn't going to miss this game. Like it, no. he would, he would have to have, he'd have to be like missing a limb to, yeah. to miss the game. Um, but that also doesn't mean that he's not going to be banged up. He's going to play. Be, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's going to, he's probably going to be hurting. He's, he's not going to be a hundred percent, but Brian, would you feel, would you feel better about, I don't know, let's say 80, 80% of J Ronkers compared to, whoever might get those snaps in this place, McQuamu, Bell, whoever. Yeah, I mean, McQuamu has done – I mean, he's stepped in and really has done a nice job. I mean, last week it was super impressive how, you know, that he was able to kind of carry some of the things that people noticed about him in training camp, some of the things we noticed about him during the season. Uh, but, you know, not to the level. I mean, everybody's like, wow, this is Dan Quinn's ace in the hole, Israel McQuamu. All right, good job there. But I, I think with Curse, you know, the 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 human spirit and the human will to accomplish, I think is great. And I think it's in I think it's in in Curse. I think he's one of those guys that Dan Quinn was right about him when he went out early in the season. It's like, man, this guy's our quarterback. Now the defense held it together and all that and you know was played well, you know, throughout, but not having him in there, he, there's so many things that he does. Heck, he could have had probably two, three interceptions the other day in that game. He had the one in the end zone being the right spot, had one in the middle of the field, a couple other ones maybe he could have had, but he's just a guy that's the right place, right time. He's toughness. He's the he's kind of the glue like in the back end with him and Vanderush and those guys, you know, that that kind of they kind of keep this thing uh, going the right direction. I'm, I'm going to make a potentially dangerous comparison for J. Ron Curse, and you, you tell me if it's a dumb comparison. Not quite to the level, but I, I think it's a similar impact at this point for me. I think not having J. Ron Curse feels similar to those times in the past when it was like you don't have Sean Lee. Yeah. Like, I think you're yeah. missing so much in terms of intangibles and just IQ and the way he makes everybody else better. 
Curse has reached close to like Sean Lee levels when he's absent. There's no question. He has come in there and, you know, last year he, you know, not many people ever believed. I think George Edwards, who had him in Minnesota, believed, you know, J-Ron Curse was a special teams guy. That's really I thought he'd get cut. I thought he was going to get cut. (laughs) Yeah. It's the long list of these cowboy veteran safety guys that, nobody really wants and then you know all of a sudden you spent a million dollars and they're gone kind of a thing but this this guy is proven uh throughout i mean it it would be it's hard to play without him and it's really hard to play without vanderish both those guys are outstanding you're listening to the love of the star podcast the love of the stars and odyssey podcast you can find it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts